Demir's Ambulances is one of the largest, most trusted ambulance design and manufacturers in the world, with a vision to build safe, reliable, and efficient emergency vehicles to assist paramedics in saving lives. Demir's manufactures Type 1, 2, and 3 emergency medical and fire ambulances that set the bar for quality, innovation, attention to detail, and rigorous testing. To find a Demir's Ambulance Dealer in your region, visit www.demirs-ambulances.com. Your partner on the road, every day, on every call. Is your fire department prepared to face challenges like the turbulent economy, recruiting and retention, and funding? Level up and get the training and strategies you need on the issues that matter most at WAVE 2023. Featuring ESO Training Academy on April 11th through the 14th, 2023 in Austin, Texas. ESO, a leading provider of fire RMS and EPCR software, brings together national industry leaders, quality training, and experienced fire and EMS professionals for a unique conference experience that will inspire you to drive change within your organization and prepare for 2023's challenges. For a limited time, our listeners can use the discount code FIRETRUCK to save $100 on a full four-day conference pass. Don't miss this opportunity to learn from some of the nation's top experts in emergency services. Visit ESOWave.com to register today. That's E-S-O-W-A-V-E dot com. See you in Austin on April 11th through the 14th, 2023. This fire engineering podcast is made possible by Tenkata Protective Fabrics. The global leader in flame-resistant fabrics, Tenkata Protective Fabrics enables millions of people worldwide to be great at what they do. Generations of industry professionals serving in the fire service, industrial, and military industries rely on Tenkata Fabrics for safety, comfort, and confidence. From the harshest working conditions to the welcoming sight of home, Tenkata recognizes the people they're protecting are unique individuals whose lives extend beyond work. Supporting a world of evolving needs, Tenkata's innovations lead the way in user-centric design, technology, and sustainability around the globe. To learn more, please visit TenkataFabrics.com. This throwback edition of the Pride and Ownership podcast was recorded in March 2008. Welcome to Fire Engineering Radio and to our show, Pride and Ownership, The Love for the Job. I'm your host, Chief Rick Lasky, and we've, we've been uh, talking in the past here about some great things that have been going on all over North America in the fire service, and, and we've got some absolutely wonderful things coming up. Uh, we're going to mention that a little bit later. A lot of great conferences out there, a lot of good things going on. We're getting all set and psyched for FDIC coming up in Indy. Um, that is the greatest show on earth, man. I'm telling you, if... if if you, you know, we're, we're going to visit on this a little bit later, but if you've never been there, now's the time, man. You're missing out on something very special. I think last year we had over 27,000 attendees. Uh, absolutely incredible. Everything you want to know about the fire service, not just tactics and strategy. I know that's important, but everything you want to know or anything you'd want to buy or look at, any instructor, any resource, anything you need, it's right there for you. It's an absolutely incredible experience. I've never had anybody come away from there saying it was a waste of their time. 
the, the biggest thing is just trying to get back there and and make things happen. Um, you know, we, we've been we've been doing a couple different things here with the show. We 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 jumped off uh, after the first one with how it all got started. We got into four different sessions with with Professor Glenn, and uh, I appreciate all the emails that you've been sending. That guy is absolutely incredible. Glennie is just what what a prince and. Just what a just a wealth of knowledge, uh, not just in the fire service, but oh my gosh, in the fire service, absolutely incredible. Uh, last time we were together, we talked about the firefighter um, and what it takes to to do this job, this very special job. Whether you're a volunteer or paid firefighter, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to get uh, Battalion Chief Jerry Wells on here, uh, hopefully uh, next show. Uh, to talk about his article he did for Fire Engineering uh, about the rookie firefighter and expectations, uh, something for a lot of our new firefighters to, to zero in on. And also, if you're an officer, a firefighter, and you've got someone coming up to you saying, what do I tell these people when they walk in? You know, how do I prepare? What do I have to do from, you know, high school all the way up to when you're walking down the street to the firehouse? It's a great two-pager that he did for you, so you need to jump on that. Uh, today, we're extremely fortunate. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One is uh, I've got my boss on the show, uh, Chief Bobby Halton, the editor-in-chief from Fire Engineering Magazine. Uh, he and Eric Schlett uh, and then his cast of absolutely wonderful people uh, run FDIC and not just in Indy. He can talk about that later all over the world. Uh, but not only is he my boss, he, he's he's my friend and he's my brother and, and I absolutely love him to death. And uh, we're going to we're going to visit on a couple things today with Bobby, uh, you know, pride and ownership, where we're going, where it's been, uh, what what he's seeing, his travels all over North America and and go from there. Bobby, welcome, buddy. Well, thanks for having me, Rick. I appreciate it. And uh, it would be hard for anybody to say that they were Rick's boss. <laughs> I just <laughs> kind of follow him around and carry his coat. No, that's not true. You know what? That, and, and I have no, you know, there's a difference. And Bobby, you can echo this, I'm sure, is there's a difference between a boss and a boss. I mean, there's. I've worked for some bosses in my life that were absolutely incredible. And the fire service, I think when you get away from it, Bobby, in the private sector, well, that's not a boss. He's a supervisor and all this. And I understand that. But in the fire service, when you talk about working for the boss or a good boss, it's it's like um, John Salkel's always taught me that when you call someone a prince, that's the highest compliment you can give someone to saying that they're a prince. Um, same thing when you work for a good boss. And, and I've got some great ones here. My boss, Claude King, the city manager, my marriage, Gene Carey are awesome. But, but Bobby, you know, working for you with, with the magazine and with the show, and I know this is going to sound kiss-up-ish, and that's I'm, I'm not trying to do that. You know, I'm not that way. But um, I wanted to first off thank you for the opportunity that you've given me to do this because, buddy, I'm telling you, Bobby, we're getting – I'm getting bombarded. It's awesome with emails from folks just saying keep it going or thanks. And, uh, uh, you know, a couple of guys, again, I think are writing their college paper after what Glenn uh, uh, got with them. But I can't thank you enough, buddy. Oh, no. The pleasure's all ours, Ricky. And I know the guys out there love it. I hear a lot from, you know, different firemen around the country who tune in and they, they let me know, hey, keep doing more of these. And, you know, Rick and I have been trying to get uh, other guys to step up and, and, and do shows, you know, because there's other. Other folks have expertise that you know Rick and I clearly don't, and they're fire engineering guys. And uh, it's interesting. People, uh, it's like talk radio. Guys want to hear people's opinions. They want to know what's uh, guys and gals. They want to know what's going on and and what folks are thinking. So, you know, thank you for you know kickstarting this thing and showing everybody just how successful it can be and just how uh, just how valuable it is to the to the firefighters out there because it really is tremendously valuable to everybody. Everybody seems to really love them and. Uh, you know, keep whatever you're doing. You're doing it right, pal. 
Oh, as usual. Bobby, but, and Bobby, I'm telling you, it, it, you're, you're exactly right. There are so many firefighters, that, the men and women that, you know, nowadays with iPods and with everything else that's going on and recording and while they're working out, driving their, their Ford F-1000 home or their little battery operator. What was that car I used to have? I um, still have it. My Toyota Echo. Yeah, the, the, the little, the little, um, Shriner yeah. car. You that's it. The Shriner car. <laughs> the Shriner car. <laughs> um, hey, 40, 45 to 48 miles to the gallon, buddy. The Shriner car. That fits in the back of Salka's pickup truck. Oh, I'm you should have Salka laughed so hard when he saw that thing. He, he told me, you're not driving me around in that. I said, you're, you're darn right I am, pal. <laughs> well, uh, but Bobby, it's true though. I mean, guys are, are, and, and gals, men and women are out there. They're listening. They want they they they. And you know what? They're tired of the. You know, there's some programs out there, not just another blue suit. You know, when you go to a lecture, they're tired of the. I don't know if it would be Pat or the the canned programs or the. Yeah, and I've told people, Bobby, over and over again. You know, 28 years now for me, and I I don't give a. Let me see how I can say this so I don't violate anything. Um, I, I don't care. I don't. I don't give a darn anymore who who I offend. If I if and you've heard me say this before, Bobby. If I get a chief mad at me because I just went off on chiefs that don't care about their guys in the department, then so be it. And if if I get a firefighter mad because I'm talking about slugs because he or she is one, then the, you know they need to change. I need to come back. If I got a company officer gets upset because I'm going off about company officers that don't care about their men and women and don't want to protect them, I think people are ready to hear. The real stuff, like, you know, you've been doing it for years. Billy G's been doing it for years. Skip Coleman's been, and you mentioned the, the, it would take us an hour just to list the cast of characters, the, the wealth of knowledge and experience that fire engineering's got, got doing stuff for them. Um, I think they're ready, Bobby. I think they're tired of the, the, the just the, here's an answer to make you happy, the politically correct stuff. No, I think you're exactly right, Rick. I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys out there that are, uh, have a message, whether or not the message is valid anymore is really another, a whole other question. I mean, I think that um, guys fail to keep pace with, with what's going on. And uh, one of the things that Rick and I have been out there talking about is that things really have gotten substantially better. I mean, there's a lot of people who have a vested interest in, in you thinking that the world is still falling apart around our ears and that, you know, Armageddon's coming in terms of the fire service. But the reality is we've made a lot of strides in the last 30 years and and we've, we've got a lot to be proud of. And, uh, you know, that message needs to get out there that uh, we are doing better in just about every aspect of, of, of our uh, job. We're making tremendous strides and we're uh, we're doing things in a much more uh, uh, careful and a much more calculated way. And I think that's something to be proud of. Well, and, and the fire service is still as special as, ever, as it's ever been. But, you know, once in a while, Bobby, I think it's the peaks and valleys that we just need to remind some folks just how special it is. I mean, for example, uh, this, this this last weekend I took my wife and my baby girl, she's 12 going on 13, to, to Manhattan. We went to Times Square and we, we stayed in a hotel right there. Um, I, I, I let, It was time for me to take my two girls, enjoy New York City. Takes we went to three plays, which I'm just hooked on the theater, and let them go shopping for purses. But the, here's the thing: the kicker about this is when I didn't know where to go, when I didn't know what hotel to stay in, um, I called the Ninth Battalion. Actually, John Salka did it for me first, and I called, talked to the guys at the firehouse in the Ninth Battalion. There, I think it's 54 engine four uh, truck. They very, very tragic time during 9-11, obviously, if you know the history there. Right. And the guy's like, no, no, we do the inspections at the place next door is a good place and all this. And, you know, I think when my daughter travels for softball, Bobby, and we book hotels, 
if I'm not sure about where we're going, I call the firehouse. Hey, which is a good home? You know, that's that family that we talk about that's, that's kind of like, I mean, aside, aside from the, you know, Freemasons or whatever, there's not, I don't know, when you talk about brotherhoods, it's hard to find another one like we've got in the fire service. No, you're exactly right. And, uh, the, a lot of the guys coming in, the younger guys, you know, they, they say, well, I don't really have that feeling yet. Well, it's, it's like any other, uh, family and any other relationship. They develop, they grow over time. Uh, you know, if it's your first year and you're feeling like maybe it's not as tight as you'd like it to be, give it time. Uh, you gotta be part of that tightness. You have to, you have to wait and some of that'll, some of that'll come and, and, and it'll grow and, and, and you'll recognize it when it starts coming because every now and then I hear guys, you know, I, Rick and I receive a ton of email and a ton of, uh, correspondence from folks. And more than recently a young man wrote me and he said, you know, the brotherhood just isn't there anymore. I said, well, how, how long have you been on the job? And it was like three years. And I said, son, you know, you got a long way to go and, and hang on, you know, and if, if you're not feeling it, what are you doing to create it? What, what, what have you done to, to, for somebody else on your job? How have you, how have you helped a fellow firefighter? How have you stepped up? And, and, uh, you know, if you haven't done that, then there's an issue. Uh, another young fellow in California the other day told me, he said, we had drill the other day. These two young guys came down and they didn't have their gear on. And I couldn't believe it. it, it this generation's just, you know, no good. And I said, well, you, are you the senior man? And he said, well, what's that mean? I explained senior man. He hadn't heard the term. And I explained what a senior man was. He said, well, I guess, yeah, that would be me. I said, then you didn't do your job because you should have told those young men how they're supposed to show up for drill. Because if they didn't know, it's not their it's not their default. They didn't know. We haven't been telling them, and and um, and I know I'm behind on a, on a handful of uh, a whole duffel bag full of articles for you, buddy. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you don't really want to go there on the radio, oh, do you, Rick? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but but Bobby, I'm, I'm I've got one uh, about three quarters of the way written for you that I that I want to run past you, and, and it's called "Break Glass in Case of Fire." And do you remember the poster? Maybe I don't know if it was the seventies. Remember, the, I think the NFPA put it out. It was a big, full-size poster, and it had a huge fire alarm box with a piece of glass that break glass in case of fire. And inside there was a fully bunked-out firefighter holding an axe and extinguisher, sitting sideways in a bucket. Like if you have a fire break glass, this firefighter's going to jump out and fight the fire. I, I think, Bobby, a lot of our officers have gotten to the point where. Once this firefighter, this young man or woman is out, you know, out of the academy, they think they're ready to go, and, and they're not. It's up to the rest of us to do what they did for you and I way back when and get us to the next level. It's not just break glass, and here they are. You, the whole, and, and that's what I title the article is break glass in case of fire. It's not the generation X, Y, Elemental P, their parents' fault, the dot com firefighters, all this. That that's that's at the base of a lot of things. But where are you going to take them? You know what I'm saying? And we're not telling them, Bobby. We're not telling them put their gear on before you come. It's easy to complain, but what are you doing to change it? Like you said, a young firefighter. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're not part of the solution, the old line is you're part of the problem. And the, it's an interesting phenomenon that guys over time, you know, history of mankind, you go back to Hesoid in, in 400 A.D., where he was commenting on the next generation of Greeks didn't have what it took and he's worried about his nation and, you know, ruin and, and darn nation were coming their way and blah, blah, blah. And it was funny because he could have been sitting at the table at Station 3, you know, over a cup of Joe and he could have had 20 years on the job, and you know, for all the world the way he sounded or he could have been sitting over a cup of Joe at six years on the job. So it's a natural uh, inclination for people to think that the next generation isn't, isn't where they were. But the, the, the onus is on us as 
as the caretakers of this profession, as the guys that uh, and gals that that are going to create the next generation of uh, leaders and the next generation of, of firefighters, to pass on every little piece of information you have. And uh, part of it is just the oral tradition isn't as strong as it used to be, and in society in general, you know, we put iPods on when we walk down the road, and you know, we have our radios cranked up in our on our cars driving by ourselves. So a lot of it's just learning how to re-engage in conversation like we're having now. And um, I think it's I think in the fire service it's still alive and well and and getting better and better. Uh, I had a I saw a calendar the other day and it said uh, it was interesting with a firefighter calendar. And it what said, kind of calendar was it? I know what kind of calendars you have. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, it's a firefighter. Uh, they have a lot calendar. of pictures with people with clothes on, or just. Hey, 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 well, that's my private calendar. Okay, I just want to make sure. This is my office calendar. Okay. <laughs> this is all fire trucks. <laughs> you know, and that's why I'm joking, because if people knew us, you know, they, they're they like, you know, if it's Lasky and Halton, I know what kind of calendars they have. It's not, you know, this or that or, you know, it, it's fire trucks, it's boats, it's stations and oh, all that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like our our poor wives. A bunch know. of fire buffs. Yeah, our, our poor wives. We have more junk in the attic than you know that's fire related than you can shake a stick at because our wives have drawn the line. That's it. You know. Well, real quick, then, then, and I know you're going to finish up with that. But here's the question for you: Do you have? Because I know I don't. Do you have a shirt in your closet that doesn't have a fire logo on it? Besides the shirt you wear with a tie. No, and she. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and, I just, my, and my wife always screams because I come back from any trip. And Rick and I are gonna get into this in a few minutes. We're gonna talk about our travels, but I, you know, and I love, I love. I, I asked. I just came back from teaching in Boston last week. I was there for four days with their command staff, and um, you know, I don't, I don't take money because I'm lucky enough to have, you know, a great job, and and a lot's been given to me. So I, I speak for the Ray Downey Foundation. So these guys ask me, you know, what do you, what do you want? You know, you're not taking our money. What would you like? I want a T-shirt. <laughs> I want another T-shirt. The minute I got home, I've got these four Boston Fire Department T-shirts, all variations on a theme. And my wife looks at it and just shakes her head like, Are you regulated? See, for every T-shirt I have, to, I bring home, I have to get rid of four. Oh no, 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 not yet. I, I, but she does. Have, but, but she does have them in a, you know, those cardboard uh, box cases you can get. Oh. I do have several of those. <laughs> well, and she's and she she's the one she likes the mostly. Like, actually, was scared when I brought her home. I did a program up near Seattle, uh, north of there. Um, near Marysville for Martin McFalls. What a great guy. I think he's had you out there. Martin, it was just Marysville, Washington, wonderful group of people, that whole area. But the Puget Sound Fools, their logo is a clown with a Halligan bar. And it's not, it's like Homie the Clown with a Halligan bar, but it's a scary clown. I mean, it's, it's, a, she goes, you're not really going to wear that. It's kind of scary. It's, I think it's kind of cool. You know, she goes, you and your, you and your friggin' t-shirts. You know, I said, well, you know, it's just, you know, that's me. If I retire, I'll be messed up because I won't have a wardrobe. And I like the real logo ones. I'm not, I'm not big on the, uh, I'm not real big on the saying ones and such, you know. But, right. But I love the department logos. I just love them. But anyway, this calendar that, I'm, that I was looking at, Ricky's had a quote on it. It said, "While on probation, keep your mouth shut and and your eyes open," kind of thing. And it was a buddy. It was actually a buddy of mine. They were quoting, and I thought, you know, I think just the opposite. When you're on probation, if you got a question, that's the time to ask it. Oh yeah. You know. I, Step up. Don't be afraid to say, "Hey, boss," you know, or, or "Pal," or "Excuse me," you know. I, I don't. I don't. Why are we doing that? Or where'd that come from? Because that's the gig. I mean, if you don't ask, if you don't know, it's that's okay. That's Bobby, absolutely okay. You, 
you've met my you you know all my guys here, but you you've met um, you know Dean Felposh is the chief's aide on on C shift, and um, uh, now Gary Apples on B, and and Robert Ohms on A, and the other oh, yeah. guys that run there before they yeah, got promoted. I, I know all your guys. Well, when they went to ride, and when they did the, when they did their their on duty ride you know ride out program with with John and the 18th. Dean called me on a Saturday night, and he and I said, "How's it going, buddy?" He goes, "Well, we haven't had any sleep. We were, we had nine calls with the battalion after midnight alone." I go, "Yeah, next time you have two calls at midnight, you go home saying I'm tired. We were up all night. You'll know what up all night is." <laughs> but he says, "Well, two things, <laughs> two things, Chief." He says, "One is you you said." Going up here, you guys are really going to get to see the brotherhood in action. He goes, I was kind of offended because I thought, we're brothers. We're there. And they are. These guys are wonderful here. Texas is chock full of great firefighters. But but um, uh, he said, you know, there's just something different. He, he said, I'm ashamed of myself. And I said, Dean, why? He goes, they're proby. Their rookie came in the door here. Instead of the keep your mouth shut and don't speak unless you're spoken to, like you just said, Bobby, and just sit off in the corner and just I'll come and get you when I need you. He said they, they 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 come in and and they you know they make them they they treat them differently. He goes, I'm kind of ashamed of how we used to treat our rookies. He said, Well, you know, hey, rook, sit over here, dude. He goes, they, they they take them under their wing, they start mentoring them, they show them, they train them. You know, now there's certain things obviously new firefighters got to demonstrate to the rest of the crew to show that he he or she really wants to be part of that crew, you know, and and show their devotion and their love for the job. But he said, there's there's no goofiness. I mean, it, it was just. It, it was something to, I, I don't know how to describe it. I said, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, no, yeah, I mean, telling them to sit around and not say nothing, I agree with you. That, that's, that's not the way to go. Yeah, you know, we, we, we're just, we're very blessed to have really motivated people that come on the job and, you know, that there's no silly questions. And one of the things Rick and I wanted to talk about today, and, and again, thanks for having me on, but the, one of the things we wanted to talk about a little bit today was the fact that, you know, we are out there all the time and, and things are getting better. And, you know, we have a tremendous opportunity, uh, you know, as we're going around to, to make great friends and, and uh, meet all these wonderful people. And it seems to me that it's really almost a, a renaissance happening among uh, the firefighters to put our focus back on our job, um, put our focus back on uh, the fact that we serve the public and uh, just it's just just really to me it's just exciting to be part of it and you know, I thank God every day that you know he gave me this chance and and, and I got friends like Ricky and and John and and the other guys that you know help me do what we do you know it's just it's a uh, for me it's just absolutely a wonderful time to be in the American Fire Service. Well, Bobby, you talked before about, you know, we've we've said before the fire service. You have this window of the world. You're on the outside of the fishbowl looking in because in the morning, you can see someone unfortunately sleeping on cardboard. You're trying to help that's under an over you know overpass. To someone's a millionaire in the afternoon whose daughter just tried to commit suicide. To everything in between, businesses that succeed, that fail, people go through. I mean, that's that's what you see because that's what you deal with. We're in the business of helping folks and 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 making a difference in their lives, but. You came up with something we were talking earlier, and I think it's awesome. Is uh, I think you referred to it as the, the view from twenty nine thousand feet. You know, when, when you had that ability to, to to fly all over the North America and visit with firefighters like you're talking about, Bobby, this view you get, you get to see some things that scare you to death, but then you get to see this all this just incredible stuff going on, and and firefighters that are just. They want to just sit around the firehouse and have coffee and talk shop and talk about the job and talk about stuff. It, 
you're right. It's it's absolutely it, what a privilege and an honor it is to zip all over the place and visit with people. And, and you're exactly right, Rick. And, and you and I have just been blessed by this fire service to be allowed to to go out and meet everybody and uh, and be on the road and, and and have a chance to visit in their in their firehouses and their conferences. And we were we were laughing, and I said, it's the view from you know 29,000 feet, 31,000 feet, because that's where the the pilot always tells you, you know, well we'll be cruising at 31,000. We reached feet. our cruising altitude of 33,000 feet. You can turn your you're computer right. on. <laughs> so we, you know, Rick and I hear that about three times a week, and and it was funny to me. And one of the funny things is, that, and I love. Please don't hesitate to ask us to come to your town and teach. And, and guys always say, uh, you know, isn't it great traveling? And don't you get to? I said, I told Rick, I said, you see the hotel, you see the hall you're speaking in, and you see the airport. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> now you've been, uh, you, you've been. We're going again, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina Firefighter Association. Another, I, I always say this because it's true. Not, John has always said it. We'll sit somewhere, and, and I know I talk about John. He's my best bud too. But he'll sit there and say, "Can you believe this? Can you believe how blessed we are? Look at this. We're sitting around with the greatest people on the face. They're visiting, talking shop, having supper. Is this awesome? South Carolina, you know, we were there, and and beautiful Myrtle Beach. I mean, first thing I got to go to Myrtle Beach where we teach. Oh, how was the ocean? Did you? And you know what? The ocean's beautiful. The golf courses are wonderful. I got in late. I checked in my room. We worked on our PowerPoint till about one in the morning. Got up, taught all day. <laughs> we went, did the all good stuff. But you know, you're right. You, you, you know, you, you get. It was funny. Uh, Bruno, Chief Bruno Cini and I were up in Alaska in Fairbanks. Um, do, doing the, they had the conference. They actually combined a conference, Bobby, up to the fire chiefs and the firefighters, which is pretty cool. The two state associations, and we were going out to dinner with with Buddy Lane, the chief of North Pole, Alaska. Um, what another great guy. Yeah, I'm doing that one this summer. I'm, oh. heading, I'm heading out to Alaska. I'm well, got, they've got Kenny, me on their list. I'm coming. You know, out. you know Kenny Gabriel, chief yeah. in Coeur d'Alene. Sure. First time Kenny Kenny says, "You are gonna love those people. Those people in Alaska." are just absolutely amazing. And I'm telling you, from the time the wheels hit the t- you know the runway to the time, they were awesome. And, you know, you're talking about going out and doing things, and people, we're, we're driving in the truck, and people said, did you see anything? And I said, yeah, Chief Brunacini and Buddy and I, Chief Lane, we were in his truck, and we, Bruno looked over and said, what's say? So that's the Alaska pipeline. We get out, we looked up at the pipe, got back in the truck, and kept talking fire stuff. <laughs> that's about, I mean, right? I mean, that that's, you know, it's not about, you know why? You know it's not a. It, I don't want to go spend time away from my family to walk on the beach without them. You know I want them there. I, I, when I'm out, and even though isn't it when you're done teaching, I know you're pooped, but isn't it a, a just kind of a happy? It's an exhilarating. I don't know. I'm wrung out by the time I'm done, Bobby, and I know you're the same way. But man, you feel good. Yeah, it's. I mean, and and I'm not. I'm not very deep like Rick. I'm. I'm pretty much just. You know. Uh, real simple stuff. I do. <laughs> I do the light. I do the light lifting. Does that mean I'm a BSer? Is that no, 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 that? no. You, you know, you got a great stick. I mean, you, we were the two of us were just in Oregon together, and uh, he and John were doing their deal. Um, their their uh, vaudeville. Yeah, their vaudeville. Yeah. Act. And I was doing uh, my drift into failure uh, <laughs> tactic stuff, and you know how to avoid. Being a victim of drifting. That's you're talking about our presentation, drifting into failure. Oh, but go on. I'm no, that's total and complete failure. That's I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we had a great time, but it, it's just fun. And you're up there and you're thinking, holy mackerel, you know? I mean, the fact that we get to do this and the fact that folks are so kind to us and 
um, you know, I just, I just can't, I just can't, I just, you know, just to, for me, just thank you to everybody that's had us out there in the last couple of years, and and thank you for supporting for me, courage and valor. Um, well, and, and real quick, I I, I wrote that down again because I wanted to ask you about it anyway, but I put, I put a big star next to it. You know, give us, Bobby, give us the overview. A lot of people, when I talk about the fact that the DVD that um, you, you guys were so nice to do with the Pride and Ownership speech back from February 2001. You know, if they flip it over, they look. It says the authors donated proceeds to the you know Chief Ray Downey Courage and Valor Fund. That's right. And so when I tell people, look, if you're buying one of those DVDs, you know, I'm not making a dime on it or a penny. That's all going to the. Do- hey, will you kind of give us a little bit of a history how that got started? I know Mr. Biakini is just, you know, the more you get to know the guy, the more you realize he's about family. But um, explain this whole process with you know after our good friend Chief, you know, Downey. You know, left us on 9/11. How that all came about, and what that foundation does. Um, what the Ray Downey Courage and Valor Foundation was founded after 9/11 to keep the memory alive. And we always say, never forgetting means never forgetting. But with Courage and Valor, what we've done is we've created a foundation where no one makes a dime. And Mr. Biakini uh, funded it initially with, I think, 25,000, and then he also funded it with his bank that handles all the uh, foundation activities for free. So the foundation, no one has ever made. 10 cents. In other words, this is not a foundation that has six people working for it, who are traveling anywhere. No one makes a dime. And every year at FDIC, we it's up to $35,000 now. And as a matter of fact, the person who won was selected this morning. And, I'll, and I'm going to let the press releases and all that handle that. But we selected a, a an individual this morning uh, to be the 2007 uh, a winner of the Ray Downey Courage and Valor Award. And he'll get $35,000. Um, to, to that individual. Wow, that one, it was 25 before, wasn't it? it? Yes, and this year we took it to 35 oh. because we were able to, um, you know, uh, we, we've done so well in our fundraising. So Rick has donated all the proceeds from his Courage, from his uh, Pride and Ownership CD. Billy Goldfeder from Changes, uh, that, well, he's donated all of the um, uh, proceeds from that CD. And then any time that I speak, uh, I ask for one thousand dollars a day, which is extremely low compared to oh, it's yes that's a fraction of what a lot of guys get but and and, I, and i'm not saying that i'm as good as the other guys that charge better money obviously you can get better speakers but the the money that money goes right to courage and valor so um and we've been raising money that way and last year we probably did 30 uh, of those um of those shows everywhere from north dakota and portland and uh, Boise and you know you name it we were there and uh, Vegas and um, so just we just go everywhere and this weekend we're going to do South Bend <coughs> Friday I'll do South Bend uh, Indiana on Saturday I'll be in Fort Wayne and on Sunday I do Missouri Fire School weekend next weekend after that I'll be in uh, Seattle at Graham Fire um, with Oscar Espinosa and his guys and then I'll be in South Carolina on the 8th and 9th of March and then I actually take a couple weeks off before FDIC but right after FGIC, we go back out, right back out on the road and start doing it all over again. So sometimes it's three shows a week, but usually it's one show a week. And our goal is to get to a million bucks. And when we finally get a million bucks in our Courage and Valor Foundation, then every year a firefighter will receive $50,000 in perpetuity for the rest of time. It'll never stop. The fund will be self-perpetuating and, and someone will get fifty grand a year from now till, uh, you know, until now, till they don't have money anymore, I guess. And when you say a firefighter, I think it's important to explain, um, 
you know, who the the individuals are that are awarded that award? Well, for example, uh, two of the best examples we have, uh, one would be last year's award winner was Howie Carpluck, who was a lieutenant mm -hmm. with the New York City Fire Department. Uh, a floor collapsed under uh, Howie when he was on a uh, 63 engine while they were actually advancing on a fire, which was pretty much knocked down. Um, the, the building owner had done some illegal alterations to the floor supports and the flooring, which was, was completely undetectable uh, just by a visual of, of the fire conditions on the floor. So the floor gave out and collapsed, and, and uh, Captain Howie Carpluck and firefighter uh, Kevin Riley tragically lost their lives. But Howie fell on top of Kevin. Kevin was a probationary firefighter, former United States Marine Corps uh, sergeant, as a matter of fact. And uh, Kevin, uh, unbeknownst to Howie, perished pretty much in the fall. But as Howie was being rescued, his priority was to the people rescuing him, save my proby, he's right below me, save my proby. And he struggled to try to help them, and uh, Howie the next day succumbed to his injuries as well. So because he died literally struggling to save Kevin, uh, he won uh, that award posthumously, and it was Chuck was awarded to his wife and children, how he had two children. Uh, the year before that, it was a young man named Sean Neary who survived, but who uh, saved a man and was unable to save the man's son in a trench collapse and, and for the actions he took at that trench collapse. Uh, and so those are the kinds of men and women uh, that get nominated, and, and anyone can nominate any member for 2008, the form will be out in the uh, April, May, and June editions of Fire Engineering uh, and on our website. And you can nominate all the way up to uh, December someone who does something in your organization that you feel w would be the kind of thing that Ray Downey would have done. And, and that's how we select those people. Well, and, and you're talking about, and we, we could go on for hours about Chief Downey. Ray is just incredible. When I need some pepping up when I need a kick in the ass I watched the tribute fire engineering did to him um, I have that tape memorized and you know there's the part where he where his son jumps on him after winning the wrestling meet that just you know and is, is, it, it, boy and, you know and Chuck and Joe are on um, the selection committee for um, the award so a couple of gentlemen I'm, that whole family is just Incredible, and they're both Chuck currently battalions with okay. with the New York City Fire Department. So, you know, the the selection committee is is uh, really the Downey family, and then the and then Mr. Biakini and and our uh, chief officers here from Penwell. And the, and the, see, those are the kinds of things that when you see someone, and you do it. These the the departments that are great, they jump up to do a fundraiser for someone who's who's fallen in their apartment, or someone with a sick kid within their family, and. You know, firefighters, especially volunteers, don't make jack. I'm sorry. There I am again saying it. But, you know, whether it's teachers, police officers, firefighters, you know, three of the most important professions in the world, and they get jack. And, you know, it kind of, you know, it, 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 I don't know if you remember the contest. My wife, you know Jamie, I, and she's my best buddy. And um, I, I had played a lottery ticket trick on her that she never forgave me for, so she's always been trying to get me back. And, um, uh you know, she she just she's just always you know waiting to wait waiting for that right moment to to do something. And um, um, but but it was it was one of these things where uh, if you remember it was there was a contest at a radio show here. We had an arsonist runner all night, thirteen fires. I got home all, up all night. 
she runs into to the bathroom three uh, six in the morning. Here, he answer the phone. Here, I'm getting the phone. I'm thinking there's something wrong at the firehouse. I answer it. They said, this Rick Lasky? I said, yeah, this, uh, good morning. This is Jeff and Anna Mix 102. You're our finalist and our guys who hate Chicks Flicks movies. And I looked at her, and she's staring at me, and she's just looking you know, smiling. I went, uh huh. He goes, well, great. You know, we're on the air. And, uh, now where do you work? I said, the city Lewis. He goes, no, I understand you work for the fire department. What do you do? I said, I'm a firefighter. He goes, no, I understand you're the fire chief. I said, I'm still a firefighter. <laughs> well, the contest, Bobby, if you remember, was to go to the Grapevine Mills Mall, the major mall here, seven in the morning on a Saturday, and there was three finalists. You sat in these recliners, which you won right away. You had to be reclining. You had to watch the movie Beaches. Oh, my God. I with Barbara myself. Hershey and Bette Miller. Without falling asleep, without closing your eyes, you had to stay reclined. The only thing you could have is milk or turkey sandwiches um, or some water. If you closed your eyes for longer than 30 seconds, you were out. If you weren't reclined, you were out. 45 minutes in the movie, the first guy, he quit. He said, that's it. I'm dragging my chair out of here. I'm done. So it left me with this this very young man from a banking institution. Nothing wrong with bankers, but he sat there the whole time complaining about his BMW and the fact that, you know, you're making six figures, this and that. And I'm thinking a whole long about one of my guys who's got a baby that's in the hospital. We're doing a fundraiser trying to help them, you know, cover days off and sick time. Because I was going to walk out my chair, too, and I made up my mind I'm not letting him beat me. So 36 hours later, 15 and a half runnings of the movie, I won. I won the big screen TV. I said, you know what, I ain't letting, you know. And volunteers, Bobby, they're out there doing it for nothing. It's still the majority of the fire service. And it's not like it is in the old days where Bobby Halton's hardware store, where Bobby would let him run out when the whistle blew. You know, I mean, I'm saying people have lost their job. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you should say that because my uncle, who was a volunteer firefighter in Cliffside Park, New Jersey, owned Halton's hardware across the street from the firehouse. There you go. And he used to do that. <laughs> when the whistle I, blew. Yeah, and I, anytime I was at Uncle Matt's house, you know, the whistle blew, I was right behind him. Asia, jump on the truck and go out to a job, you know? Bobby, I, I want you, we were talking before about people that speak their mind when it comes to pride and ownership and the love for the job and just doing things right and making a difference. And um, there, and, and there's a group called the Baggers. Yes. Sir. And just a, kind of a uh, select, uh, there's no secret handshake or anything like that, but it's it's a select group that I know you and I are honored to be a part of, thanks in part to Chief Brunacini. But um, what do you, that, the particular meetings twice a year that they have where they sit around with no agenda. I love the agenda Bruno puts out or Kathy puts out, you know, open discussion, break, open discussion, lunch on your own, open discussion. <laughs> there's no agenda. And yet you, you, there's not enough time in the day to talk about everything that guys bring up. And it's like I get more out of that than most things. If you could pick one thing out of out of a baggers meeting, uh, with that group, and I missed the last one, uh, and it kills me. Um, what would you, if you could pick one jewel out of going to that meeting? What does Bobby Halton, what does Chief Bobby Halton look at, look for? Like, I can't wait to go because this is what I'm. What's your favorite part? What I like, what I like about Baggers, and it's kind of a weird deal if you've never been to it. It's, it's like the ultimate buffs group. In other words, <laughs> if you don't want to talk all fire all day and all night, don't come. Um, and this year, it was amazing because we had 30-some-odd guys. We were in San Diego, um, and, 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 and it's guys and gals at, at all different walks of life. Uh, they could be, you know, uh, retired. They could be active. They could be chiefs. They could be, uh, they could be um, uh, I don't want to say it, uh, you know, 
folks that aren't fire that aren't in the fire service anymore, but are doing good things. Like, well, you know, like guys like me, I'm doing with the magazine now. I'm yeah. Not, well, you're still the fire. Well, you ain't could get rid of us. Yeah. You're still one. Right. So you know, but I mean, it's so it's that yeah, kind no, of group. Yeah. And this year, what was so fascinating about this year is that. You know, you go to a lot of the places, and, and, and no disrespect, but you hear, you know, oh, this is happening or that's happening, woe with me. There's no woe with me. It's all about solutions. And one guy after another would say, hey, you know what? We thought about ethanol, so this is what we did. We're, we're stockpiling type B foam. We got this trailer. We put this mix on it. We got with three other communities, and, and, we're, and that way we can get enough water. You know, we're going to move three pumpers into place. If we get an ethanol tank, the next guy gets up and says, you know, we were having problems with our record management, so here's what we did. We put in this, you know, this kind of this uh, system, and this is why it's where, and this is what we paid for it. Next guy gets up and he says, you know what? We were having problems with our size up. So you go from, you know, a high-end ethanol discussion where people are talking about the different foams and what's working for them and, and all the places to get information to the next guy talking about something to do with communication and the next guy's talking about company officer. And it's all critical stuff. You know, and, and, then, you, and then you got Bruno, uh, you know, doing his thing. And, and sitting next to Bruno, you could have uh, uh, John, Col you know, uh, Skip Coleman. Who's you know you couldn't be you, you you couldn't take cerebral and and bricks and mortar and get them any closer together uh -oh. you'd have an implosion because it's matter and antimatter and they love each other and it's that kind of stuff you know and and then the other part of that I love is that you know you you, you got to keep moving because <laughs> the jokes you know the <laughs> minute you open your mouth everybody's on you you know I, I remember I think was the first one I was at. You came in and you were on a roll, buddy. It was it was just. I mean, I was I was I had tears. I was laughing so hard. But but you know what? That's a nice thing because you know you, you check your ego at the door. You know we don't care really. You know how much gold you have on. We don't care about you know what you got on the outside. We're 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 more worried and and and, and concerned with what you have on the inside. Well, you, you Rick, you did tell these guys earlier that when you and I went to Oregon, they actually had to widen the door so the two of us. Our egos could walk through the front door together. <laughs> no, I thought that was a fat <laughs> joke about me again there, buddy. Whoa, whoa, hey, no, I'm, I'm backed <laughs> off on those. You're, you're doing so good, man. I'm, I'm getting there, buddy. I'm getting there. You're doing it's, good. Well, you know, and, and, and I mentioned this once before. I, again, when we we get to bounce around, I, I have the honor, and I know I mentioned this one, on another show, the honor of, of being a guest speaker at the Women in the Fire Service Conference uh, coming up uh, after FDIC, and they're combining the Women Fire Chiefs Association together. Yeah, and Cheryl we, we, have a, we have a podcast of Cheryl up on yeah. our website right now. Well, and, and Cheryl, um, I used to teach with at U of I. She was always, I mean, if I could be in her group, I wanted to be in her group. You know, one of those instructors that I be in Cheryl's group. Or if you were picking your team, you said, I want Cheryl to be in mine. And um, she's an officer. She's she's great. She's she's out there in Arizona now. And then Erica Nelson from Portland. And just so many great folks there. And I'm looking so forward to it because there's another progressive group that, you know, that, that my daughter, my daughter, she decides to not do the FBI thing and gets back into the right track where she's not, not against FBI, but she wants to be a firefighter. That she'll have some role models like my good friend Lisa Belanger up in Vaughn, Canada, which I've told people before. If my daughter's going to pick a firefighter to be a role model after, you know, a female firefighter, that's her. I want you to be like Lisa. I want you to be like Eric. I want you to be like Cheryl. Uh, you know, there's some great role models. And that's another great conference coming up. And actually, um, speaking of Arizona, uh, Terry, you remember Terry McGrath, my bomb and arson chief, mm -hmm. uh, with, with, you know, with ATF went out and worked, uh, the Super Bowl. 
which so many people, it's funny because people said, oh, God, he gets to be at the Super Bowl. How wonderful. Did he get to see the players? Bobby, he went from what, the PGA to the basketball game to Obama coming in to Bill Clinton coming in to the NFL headquarters to VIP stuff to the stadium back. I mean, running their tails off. But what an incredible experience. One of the things he said, the coolest thing about it, he couldn't stop talking about, like Glendale's Training Academy and the firefighters. And and Terry Terry makes his way around, does a lot of stuff. But here's another guy just going on uh, about the people that are out there and what they're doing. And if you want to see a, a look at the Glendale Academy, uh, go to our, our blog, and there's some video of Bruno doing a tactics club. I was a guest speaker at Bruno's Tactics Club that he does at the Glendale uh, Academy every uh, month or so. And on the 12th of March, if you're in Arizona and you'd like to come to the Tactics Club, it's open to anybody and it's free. Uh, it'll be uh, Bruno, myself, and Dan Majikowski on March the 12th. And Dan is the director of the Burn Laboratory for NIST. So we're going to be talking about uh, fire behavior and modeling and, and tactics. So in the Glendale Fire Academy. So it's, all, it all, it's, it's funny as you get old, like Rick and I, um, you just seem to travel around talking about fighting fire. But well, but would you rather sit around and talk about that than some? You know, I, I don't know if I could live another life where I'm not. You know, people say, don't you, don't you ever get tired about talking about the fire service? And I no, go, no, 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 uh, <laughs> no. no. I'm I, sorry. I always I always feel bad on these conversations in these radio shows because I feel like the guys must think we're idiots. No, you, but you know what? I, I you know. Jokingly, they may, but you know, Bobby, I think the people that are listening are the people that when I was in just outside Charlotte, North Carolina at the Gaston Community College, another, you ought to see that training facility. I don't know if you've been there yet, but another great place. Um, Glendale, Terry, Terry just went on and on about that. And, um, um, it, it's just, you know, it, I wanted to kind of lead into another area here as well. I wanted, to, I've been, I've been talking about, uh, the website. We talk about training. We talk about, you know, getting into this job and, and, you know, buffing and all that. You can go out and take your pictures, which is awesome. I always think you should go watch other people's fires. Just don't be critical. Stand there and learn and watch. But there's a million websites out there to do things with. Um, but there's only a handful of really good quality ones. And, and I go on and on about fire engineering and, and, um, it, you can spend literally, literally, I mean, if you get through, if you could sit there and get into it and be done with it in a day, you're better than I am, and I can point and click pretty quick. Well, um, Rick, what's going so on with the website? Just so you know, we've got some really exciting things coming up, and within about a week or so, we're going to open up our new community site within Fire Engineering, which will have the ability to upload video. We're going to have discussion forums in there. We're going to have people moderating it. We're going to have some. Uh, we're going to have a, a May Day column where we have a guy who's uh, kind of a May Day aficionado, and he's going to moderate that. And there's going to be moderated discussion in there because one of the things we found from guys that like to go on and discuss fire, like Rick and I and John and and all our friends, is that in some of the forums where they're not moderated, uh, there's a lot of hateful talk and there's a lot of uh, yeah. bashing and there's a lot of critiquing. Uh, and, and we're not, you know, so naive as to think that there may not be places where folks aren't going to disagree. And we're going to welcome disagreement. But it's going to be disagreement that's done as professionals. It's going to be disagreement that's done in a, in a positive, forward-thinking tone. And it's going to be moderated. So if somebody puts up a, a bad word or somebody becomes um, derogatory or inflammatory, we're going to pull their posts and their, and their ability to post. But it's going to be a very, very we, – we've, we've done a lot of homework on this and – we spent a great deal of time uh, on fire engineering site 
to try to find out what you really want. And so we're building this with the firefighter in mind. You'll be able to navigate it quickly. You'll be able to upload quickly. You'll be able to communicate instantaneously with one another um, in, in a much more uh, fluid way than, than you've ever seen before. We've, we've gotten with some of the best people in the world who manage this stuff, and they're really taking our folks through it carefully. And we've got training minutes up there where we're doing brief three- to five-minute videos where people like Mike uh, Mike uh, Campo and uh, McAvoy and uh, Dave Darimple and, and Ray McCormick are showing guys little drills that you can do in five minutes or three minutes and then watch them and then go out in the drill field and do them yourselves. Or, or so is there ever an excuse why you can't train? We don't have time. Is there ever an excuse that validates we don't have time. Not, not with fireengineering.com. If you, if you are at a lot, lot lack in the morning, just go to our website. The drills are there. You can put, you can read about drills to do to recreate. You can view drills to recreate. We have tons and tons of video with interviews with Rick Lasky and Billy Goldfeder and Dr. Dennis O'Neill, who, by the way, um, if you're religious and, and I make no bones about it, I'm an actual practicing Catholic. If you think about it, say a prayer for Dennis O'Neill. Uh, Dennis lost his brother-in-law, who was 43 oh. years old, uh, yesterday evening. And so Denny and I were supposed to be teaching together in Fort Wayne. Uh, Dennis will not be able to uh, make the appearance in Fort Wayne this weekend. He, He'll be and he, he's a, what a good man. And he was very kind to share with me um, one of the the, this, the, the Joey Barrow, uh, Barrow story. You know, the That's whole, right. what a, you know, about who are you going to help today? And, and and where can they be tomorrow? Right. Just what you were talking about earlier about helping those young firefighters, Bobby, and making sure they do things. You well, know. And, I, and I guess um, to try to bring together for Rick what, what I and I was very honored that Rick asked me to be here is that I, I found a philosophy a couple of years ago by some folks called the Arbinger Institute, and, and it has to do with what's called the choice. And every minute of every day of your life, no matter how busy you are or how important you are or how important you aren't, you have a choice to either help someone or not help them. Because all day long, unless you're a hermit or a physicist locked in a laboratory somewhere, you're interfacing with people, human beings, and they have needs and desires, and so do you. And, and you can't do everything for everybody. But when you should, you know it. And when you don't, you not only do yourself a disservice, but you do them a disservice. And it really hurts you more. And And the more you do, the more that comes back, and the happier you'll be because it's all about being a firefighter is all about being right with people. It's not about t-shirts and tags and, you know, and Rick and I love all that stuff for our rigs and we, 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 you know, we love all challenge those. coins, love the challenge coins, love the coins. We love all of it. <laughs> but what, what's so important is the choices we make every second of every day, like, like Ward Parker did last February and the anniversary that's coming up. Or, and so I'll speak about it when he saved my son in Aspen, Colorado, off duty fireman from Eden Prairie, Wisconsin. And for the rest of my life, I'll, I'll be indebted to the guy who saved my 17-year-old son after he uh, took a 50-foot plunge snowboarding and, and would have died in the snows of Aspen, Colorado had it not been for Ward Parker. And, uh, you know, it, he didn't know it was a firefighter's kid. He didn't know me. From, the funniest part about it, he had no idea who I was, which is great. <laughs> and, and, and he didn't care. Uh, you know, and that's happening every day. And, and to every one of you out there, I, you know, um, my heartfelt thanks and, and my love and admiration and um, for what you're doing on duty, off duty. But every second of every day you have a choice. And pride and ownership and courage and valor. And Rick's the spokesperson for pride and ownership and I'm the spokesperson for courage and valor. All those foundations and all those programs, what they're about is, is a choice. And, and the choice
choice always has to be to serve others. And and as long as that's in your heart, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, or or, or Jewish, Italian, Catholic, and Protestant, or Muslim, or whatever you are. If you're making the right choices and you're a good firefighter, then you're on the right path. And, and we hope that courage and valor helps you, and, and we hope that pride and ownership helps you, and, and all those programs. And, and you know, the view from 31,000 feet is Rick and I kind of started this thing out with. And Rick was kind enough to let me come on today to talk to you. The view from 31,000 feet, guys, is great and, and gals. And, and every day I think it's getting better. And the folks out there who would like you to believe that the world has fallen, they're just flat out wrong. Um, you, the, the new guys coming in are smarter, faster, better. You have you have all your hair and teeth, so we're jealous of you. <laughs> but uh, we, we, you know, we couldn't be prouder of you. And uh, to all our all our guardsmen out there and all our sailors and soldiers and guys like my son and Rick always lets me brag about my boy Dean who's a, a pilot in the United States Navy um, to all of you out there that are protecting this beautiful country and uh, and to all of you out there that are thinking about joining either the fire service or the military to protect this beautiful country um, we love you and, and the view from 31,000 feet is we couldn't be prouder and we couldn't be prouder that you let Rick and I and John and Bruno and and all the rest of us kick around at your conferences and, and, and you teach us so much. I mean, the Boston guys, everybody in Boston to Chief McCurtain and Dave Meggert and, and, and Rick and, and, and Charlie and all the guys who, uh, you know, I, I went buffing out riding with them for a couple of nights, Rick. <laughs> all the guys who let me teach and, and, and share with them and all they taught me. And, uh, you know, you want to see a squared away job, go to the Boston Fire Department. You want to see great firefighters. Go hang out with the Boston firefighters. You want to see people of integrity, quality, character, just the most stand-up guys in America, go hang out in Boston. Uh, I got to tell you, and even, you know, the weekend before the Super Bowl, and clearly they knew I was a Giants fan, didn't, I didn't deter them one second from treating me as if I was a Jake for my whole life. And, uh, uh, you know, you, all you got to do, you want to get charged, go down the street, find the first house you see, walk in the door, if it isn't a great experience, go. You know, then you weren't looking because somewhere in there you're going to find a guy who's going to make the right choice. He's going to sit down and talk to you or a gal, and your day is going to be better. So I gave it a pause. No, I gave it a pause for a second. How much, where are we at time wise, Bobby? We are at one hour. We're at one hour. Okay, so we need to close <laughs> things out. That's yeah. what I was wondering. Um, uh, let me see here. Got everything. Anything coming up for you, Rick? Where are you going to be? No, I just, you know, um, not by the time this one makes, because we're about three weeks out with this one. Okay. Um, what you I was do a quick wrap up, and I'll, I'll turn it off. Well, yeah, let's do that. And I wanted, I wanted to plug FDIC real quick, and um, uh, you know, books and videos, and then kind of finish up, and I'll uh, do the email thing and all that stuff. Okay. Right. So you're going to close. You're ready. I'm when ready. You're ready. I'm ready. In three, two, one. We've been visiting with Chief Bobby Halton, Editor-in-Chief from Fire Engineering Magazine and a, a true fire service brother. And uh, Bobby's been, been hitting on just uh, so many – I mean, I wish, I wish we could do this for eight hours, uh, Bobby. It's just been it, – it's been great. It, you know, we've got people looking forward to what's coming out, uh, what's around the corner next with, with Fire Engineering. The magazine's looking great, um, you know. The, the way it was, it was the, just some of the the way you redesigned it a little bit and changed some things. It's 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 easy to move around in. Not that it hasn't been in the past, but it, it just keeps getting better. Which you would think, you know, after uh, 
you know, 135, 135 years? 131. 131. After 131 years, um, you would think that it, how many times can you change something to make it a little bit better? And it just keeps getting better. The books and videos. If you can't find a book, right, Bobby, or a video with, with, with fire engineering books and videos, then I, I don't know what, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you can't find something there that's going to help you do your job better, then I don't know what to tell you. But, um, FDIC is right around the corner. Uh, Bobby, what, what's, what's the theme this year for FDIC before we finish out today? Well, uh, this year we're looking at real training, you know, real results and, and where leaders go to train. And just so you know, the two new shows have been approved. So we'll be doing, uh, fire engineer, fire engineering. We're going to be calling it Fireground Chicago and Fireground Fort Worth are coming up. So Fireground Chicago will be happening in July and we'll also have, uh, Fireground Fort Worth. So, Fire engineering is getting out there. We're going to have fire engineering fire ground Chicago, fire engineering fire ground Fort Worth, uh, just a little two-day show. So they're coming. The new redesign on the website is going to be happening any day now with the, the new uh, microsite inside our site and uh, more training minutes. Remember, every week there's a new training minute goes up, and we'll be seeing a bunch more of those, and that will be uploading your video. So uh, we're trying to keep pace with you. You guys are running us ragged. and, and uh, <laughs> You know what? Tell them. Make, make it, it your homepage. Make make well. Make, we're actually the fire. number one page right now in the uh, fire industry. We're we're. I hate to you know not to be bragging, but you know why? It's training. Yes. And it's it's people like Rick Lasky. Well, but, sir, but yeah, I appreciate that, Bobby. Thank you. But tell, I do when I when I when I open up a computer, whether it's my laptop or the one here at my desk, the first page that comes up is fire engineering. That's my that's my uh, Chicago Sun Times. That's my, you know, you know, what I'm saying that's my Dallas Morning News. When it pops up, I get caught up, and and I'm there, and everything else. And and uh, Bobby, I I can't thank you enough, buddy, for 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 coming on today. And I know we're gonna we're gonna get you on a couple more times to to keep this going. Uh, I know I want to echo Chief Halton's uh, marching orders to you earlier. If you if you picked up on it, keep the ceremonies going, the the, the training, train on the real stuff, train on the stuff your people need to know. Um, uh, like Bobby said, real training, the, the stuff that'll keep them alive and safe. I've kind of changed my thinking, Bobby. I used to tell people it's my job to make sure you go home at the end of your shift or the end of the call to your family. And I know you agree with this with the research you've been doing. I've changed that. It's no longer my job to make sure that they go home at the end of their shift or at the end of that call if they're a volunteer. It's to make sure they go home at the end of their life, at the end of their career. You know what I'm saying to their family when they're done with this fire service, whether they choose to retire as a volley or a paid guy, those men and women need to be able to go home healthy and enjoy life. And and that's that's I think we need to start thinking long range. You guys are doing it, um, Bobby. If anybody wanted to get a hold of you, um, would you be willing to shoot an email address out there for them? Yeah, you bet. And and Rick always laughs me for this. <laughs> Henwell made my email Robert R O B E R T H at Penwell, P E N W E L L L. So it's Penwell, P E N N W E L L dot com. So Robert H at Penwell dot com. And Rick always gives me a hard time. Well, I remember when that first only came my out, mom when I'm in trouble calls me Robert. <laughs> when that first came out, Salka John calls me. Goes, all right, you got to send Bobby an email. I just did. You see, what he, his email address is Robert A. He goes, come on, we got to You do it. I'll do it first. You do it again, and we'll keep. Yeah, and, 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 and he told ten thousand of our closest friends to do the same. And then he came over and egged my house for it. So I'm still oh, scraping that off. But you and John. Um, but uh, that, that's that's Chief Halton's email address, Robert H at Penwell dot com. You can always holler at me at Rick at Pride and Ownership dot com. Um, 
Chief Halton, thanks once again, buddy. You are a true fire service brother. I, I There's no way, Bobby, to tell you thanks for everything you're doing for the fire service, pal. No, it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible. It's just an honor to have this opportunity, and um, I thank God every day for it. And I remember today's the first day I let you guys, so... <laughs> oh, it's you know what? Here, there it is. Behave, your, behave yourselves and behave yourselves and, and get ready for Easter, job, man. God bless. The best job in the world. Um, thanks for thanks for joining us today. And as we always do when we close, be safe. Mm-hmm.